All right, folks, what is going on? It's episode 378 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. Uh, don't mind the mess in the background. Obviously, I've been doing some things to the room because it looks different than the other episodes. Uh, been moving some stuff around, got some you know clutter all over the place. I'm in the process of um, getting all this stuff together and, and put in order. So don't mind the, the, the process in the back. It is what it is. Uh, today, we're going to talk about some Atlanta Falcons football. We're going to get into that. Talk about some weapons that the Atlanta Falcons may have on offense and how well they may, you know, uh, pan out for the 2022 season. If this is your first time here, welcome. I am on YouTube and Rumble if you want to listen to the uh, the video side of things. If you want to listen to the audio side, I'm on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. All the links are down in the description. If you want to check all that stuff out and or donate, all that stuff is down there. So I really appreciate all the love and support uptick in views upticks in and listens is all thanks to you guys you guys make this go um nevertheless i don't want to waste too much time on your monday let's go ahead and get into this how many weapons how many offensive weapons the atlanta falcons have this year um i got four on the screen if you're watching um and i want to talk about them briefly each one and i want to talk about the team as a whole when before we close this out um but one thing for sure that um, the Falcons have made a really big switch when it comes to this entire team. What happened last year with the lack of receivers, um, the running game wasn't hitting like we thought it would be with Mike Davis. Cordell Patterson had to do so much. And uh, it, it's now to the point where we are totally different from last year. You know, it was Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts. Now we got we drafted some players, we brought some players in, and uh, Cordell Patterson is back. He's not on the screen um, for a reason because it, it's almost, you know, obvious that he's an offensive weapon. I want to talk about the ones who are up and coming or just jumping into uh, on just really getting their feet wet on the team to be better than it was the year before. So uh, it, it, it's just not going to be the same from last year where we had uh, basically you had to rely on a few players. So like we're going to be able to distribute the ball in a lot of areas where a lot of defense may not know what, who to, who to cover, um, who, who to man up on, uh, uh, who to worry about, who, who should you pinpoint. I, I think that, you know, a lot of defenses could be in trouble with the, with all the weapons that we have. And I, I know this guy hasn't played football yet, in the NFL, but I want to talk about Drake London first. At 6'4", almost 220 pounds, this kid put up big numbers in college, and I I expect him to continue that trend in the NFL, especially when you have guys who are one-on-one nightmares like a Kyle Pitts or even a Cordell Patterson. You're going to look at a guy like um, Drake London that's going to have a lot of one-on-ones, and that's just going to be a nightmare for whoever receiver or whoever cornerback that's going to be covering this guy. Um, I expect him to be one of the many weapons that's going to be uh, uh, prominent for the Falcons. I think he's pretty much NFL ready. Um, the ankle injury that he had was was a bit severe, took him out for the rest of the season. But with that being said, he's back and he says he's ready to go 100%. There's no worries about it. And based on what he did in OTAs and training camp, look like he's ready to go. So uh, Drake London is going to be that guy that could could – you know, I'm not going to say he's going to win rookie of the year or anything like that, but he's going to be one of these guys that's going to be contributing right away. I don't see anything outside of that, um, barring injury. Other than that, I, I just don't see it. 
Well, stay with the wide receivers. I'm going to jump over to Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards is a, you know, he's only 23 years old. You know what I'm saying? He's only 20, I think he's 23, 24, came over from the Raiders. I remember watching this kid when he was at the University of South Carolina. Um, I don't really follow the University of South Carolina, but it's in this, it, the, the college is in the town where I live in Columbia, South Carolina. So I've heard a lot about him. I watched some of the highlights on the local news. So when he went over to the Raiders, I was like, yo, they got a pretty good player here. And lo and behold, he was able to do some big things uh, over there. Just didn't get enough time to really put himself out there as a number one receiver. Which is fine because, you know, with a lot of things going on with the Raiders and, 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 and the receivers that they had at the time, like the Henry Ruggs of the world, and, and you had a couple of other guys that was there, you know, he never had a place to really fit. I think he was always like round number two, anywhere from number two to number four in the depth chart. Well, with the Falcons situation at receiver, I think he instantly becomes a number two. I think it's now you know we we all we talked about Auden Tate or Olamide Zacchaeus, which I think Zacchaeus is a perfect slot guy for this offense. But that we we'll talk about him at another time since we talked about him last week. I think with the experience of him playing and knowing this role in this offense right away, I think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be immediate number number two. I, I can see him and Auden Tate going back and forth for this, and I wouldn't be surprised if any any one of them end up getting it. Um, I'm, it, it's a good problem to have, but I see Brian Edwards possibly being that number two. Uh, so with him being here, that's another weapon. It's another weapon. He can block downfield. He's very physical. He he'll fight for the ball. He he's not afraid to go across the middle. He's a big physical receiver, standing at six two six three, almost two hundred twenty pounds. I, I I don't see where the the problem is if he's on the other side of the field with Drake London. Uh, it, it's it, once again it's like you know one-on-one matchups you know what what are we going to do I mean, what are they going to do with that what defense are going to do with that you know and uh I, I just feel like with uh drake london on one side then you may have uh him uh brian Edwards on the other side is 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 going to be really hard to to try to find a matchup with that now does brian Edwards is a is one of these guys is going to be you know out the gate and producing i don't think catch you know, touchdown wise, I'm not sure, but he does very well as being physical, the blocking for the running game, which we'll talk about Tyler Algier at the end of the show. Well, going towards the end of the show, but I feel like this is one of the reasons why he was bought here. He's a physical receiver that can block and he can move some guys around. Some of these uh, defensive backs and safeties may not want him to put hands on them when we're trying to run the ball. It, it, it just textbook of what Arthur Smith is trying to do and having these two guys on the field so far so good. I just don't see where um, a problem is with that. Now we're going to jump to the tight end position. You look at a guy like Kyle Pitts who caught over a thousand yards last season and there's already been rumblings of him being uh, being uh, training under Travis Kelsey. You're looking at a freak of nature right here, 6'6", 240, who can run like a 4-4-4-3. This kid is ready to go for year two. And we already talked about two weapons with Drake London and Brian Edwards. Now, now you're talking about a guy who's 6'6". Like, like who, who are you going to cover here? You know what I mean? Who are you going to cover when you have this type of issue going on? It's going to be really interesting to see what they're going to do with this type of, you know, offense with all these big physical uh receivers and tight ends now you got you got first go on the other side you got fitzpatrick i think it's fitzpatrick i think that's the name you got him as well at tight end 
I mean, you're going to have some problems <clears throat> as well as you have problems covering as well as being physical with these guys because you have big guys that are willing to push people around. Not only that, outman you for the football, and when they get the ball in their hands, it's going to be tough to tackle these guys. So, it, it just once again, you got Kyle Pitts here, you got Brian Edwards, and we got Drake London. And I'm not. It, we're going to talk about other guys, but before we do that, we're going to talk about Tyler Algier. He's not a receiver; he's a running back. Now, I'm going to tell you this off the rip. I see Tyler Algier starting day one. I don't see where Dame Williams, don't get me wrong, I like him. I think he's going to be a change of pace back. Uh, Quadri Allison, he has so many chances. I think he'd be able to be, uh, I think he'd be able to be effective, but I don't think he's going to be RB1. I think Tyler Algier is going to be the starting running back. I think he's going to be the starting running back. But with him able to wear down defenses and run tough and run strong every chance he gets is exactly what Arthur Smith is looking for. You get a guy like Tyler Algier, you get some blocking in front of him, you get these receivers that's willing to block at the second level, you're probably going to have a situation where Tyler Algier run for seven, eight, nine, maybe a thousand yards this rookie season. Now I know I'm talking about this like it's a lot of fluff and there's a lot of hype because I'm a Falcons fan. Yes, but I'm just looking at it for what it is. You don't draft these type of players with this type of talent who's done very well or bring guys in who's done very well. You don't bring these guys in and think they're going to slide back or even do worse than what this team did last year. I don't see them doing less than seven wins next year. And that's even with the tougher schedule. I think this team is a lot better than advertised. It's going to surprise a lot of people. It's because of people like Tyler Algier that can run the ball and change the pace of the game. And I'm not talking about the pace with the running game. I'm just talking about the pace of the game in general, where you can slow down the game and and, and wear teams down, catch out the backfield, you know, move, move around on the field and have teams guessing. And on top of that, when you have like these other three guys I'm talking about, it's very is is very uh it's very interesting how this will play out if you really look at it through the total uh, aspect of things. Now you, we talked about other receivers last uh on Friday, the other guys that are here, the Kadaro Hodges of the world, guys who have speed, guys who could possibly play in that that slot, the Auden Tate that we haven't really talked about much, who's also six foot five. And actually, a, another guy who you do not, you do not want to be in a one-on-one situation with. You know, you also have um, oh goodness, who else does the other receiver? I can't even remember his name. I was talking about him. Like, oh, I, we go back and talk about Zacchaeus since I, I can't remember the other guy from Cordero uh, Hodge. We talk about Alamar Zacchaeus, who's actually you know has been you know pretty effective throughout the seasons that he's been here. And he's just going to have a, a situation where he can be more effective because not too many teams can focus on him because of the other weapons that we already have. Now, honorable mentions for weapons on offense. Now, we look at a Desmond Ritter. I'm, 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 I'm almost sold on that. I think Desmond Ritter is going to be offensive weapon if he's going to be the starter. I don't see where um, Daddy comes in and not really, not wet the bed. I think he'd be, you know, decent enough to do something. I don't think he's going to do anything that's going to like really jeopardize, you know, the team or whatever. But he could be an offensive weapon just by not turning the ball over, passing the ball efficiently, you know, doing something of that nature, you know. So 
even with Marcus Mariota, you can flip that. He could be a weapon as well. Even though my gut feeling, I'm 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 starting to lean towards more of uh, of Desmond Ritter than Marcus Mariota. I wouldn't be surprised if we had Ritter and Algier as the starters, quarterback running back duo. I, there's no doubt. I see Drake London is starting right. I'd be surprised if Drake London's not the wild, not being you know a starter by the week one. I, I'll be highly surprised at that. So you probably got like three rookies out there ready to go. They probably string them along a little bit and try to get them prepared. Don't put too much pressure on them. But the way that Desmond Ritter is talking, it's like he's ready to go now as much as he knows the playbook from what I hear. So when you look at uh, Kyle Pitts, you look at Drake London, you look at uh, Brian Edwards, Tyler Algier, Quadri Allison, Dame Williams, you look at Anthony Fersker, I think I said Desmond Ritter already, Olamide Zacchaeus, Alden Tate. We we got guys here that can actually, you know, cause problems for a lot of teams. So I think we have a lot of offensive weapons. The main thing is, and I know a lot of people probably have been saying this if, since you've been listening to the show, we need to see it on paper because it sounds good. And I agree it does. It sounds good. But I know what I see, and I think these guys are more than capable of doing what I've just been talking about. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. I think they're way much more capable of doing so. So with that being said, I can't wait to see it happen to see what they're able to do because I think it's a, I think it would be awesome for these guys to come out the gate, be uh, effective, and surprise a lot of teams, and be on our way to being a much more improved than last year. I think, I mean, already on paper, we already more improved than last year. We just need to show it in the win column. We need to show it to everybody that's out here that's focused on the NFL in general. We don't need to do it for the fans. We don't need to do it for, you know, uh, other people in the NFC South. We just need to do it for people, fans of football. That Everybody in the, the fans of football that watch the NFL know, like, hey, the Falcons look a lot better than they did last year. And I think that's the main thing about that. Maybe we could do that. If we could do that, that would be great. If you like this comment, if you like this podcast, hit the like button. Share this podcast. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hey man, let me know what you guys think. How many offensive weapons do we have? Do you think we got one, two? You think the four that I talked about is 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 they're not weapons? You think we got much more than what I talked about? Do you want to spotlight more on Alden Tate or Kadero Hodge or, or what about Quadri Allison? Even Desmond Ritter, uh, all of my kids. Do you think we need to spotlight those guys more? What about even Cordell Patterson? You notice this entire time I didn't even talk about Cordell Patterson. That's just another person. We that's another person on the list. You know, so we have a lot of weapons. So just let me know what you guys think. You know, I talked about him earlier, and I you know I just talked about him now because we already know he's a weapon. Share this podcast. Send this to somebody that you may, you know, know that's a Falcons fan. Send it to some of our rivals. Send it to some of our NFC rival fans. Let them know what we're doing over here so they can be hip on what the Falcons are going to do. So because when we do it, they can't say they didn't see it coming. They know what this team is about. Also, hit all the links down in the description if you want to donate. That'd be great. If not, that's fine either way. But I really recommend that you do so. It helps the channel grow. And without you guys, it doesn't this channel don't go anywhere. I really, really appreciate y'all. I'm going to get up out of here, and I'm going to get ready for the next episode of this show, which is on Tuesday. We may talk a little George Southern football on that day. We don't know yet, but we'll see. All right, y'all. 
Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for all the support. Give me a five-star rating on that Star Chart on Apple as well. Give me some feedback if I don't know what I'm talking about, if I need to do better. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Y'all be blessed. Peace. Thank you.